Hey, how's it going? This is Caleb Putton with Counted Faithful, where we inspire faithfulness on a daily basis. You can find us at CountedFaithful.com or on Facebook at Counted Faithful. Hey, how's it going? Before we get into this week's lesson on how to behave in church, I just want to tell you something that I learned from my daughter this week. She started homeschool on Monday, and in her Bible class, her first memory verse was Genesis 1-1. It was either Monday or Tuesday afternoon. Uh, I got home from work. She just ran up to me and was like, Daddy, listen to my verse. And she quoted Genesis 1-1. But as soon as she quoted it, before I could even say good job or anything like that, she turned around and she ran off and was like, Mommy, can I have a sucker? All she wanted was the sucker. She knew the verse. She quoted the verse. She did a good job saying it, but all she wanted was a sucker. And I got to thinking about Psalms 119, verse 11. It says, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Just like my daughter Brooke wanted a sucker for saying her verse, God gave us a reward if we memorize and remember his word. It says, Thy word have I hid in my heart. We, we memorize a verse. We keep that verse in our heart, and it says, that I might not sin against thee. Now, if you memorize the Bible, we're not going to just be perfect because we memorize the Bible. But if we memorize the Bible and keep it in our memory, it will give us a better chance not to sin. And when we sin, we're sinning against God. We're, doing, we're disobeying God. We're, we're doing wrong. But God says, hey, I got a deal. If you memorize the Bible... If you memorize my word, if you add it to your memory, it will help give you strength to fight sin, to turn away from sin, to keep you from sin, and to help keep you right. So as I was thinking about that, I was like, you know what? You know, we, we quote unquote, bribe kids to memorize the Bible, which is good. Everybody should memorize the Bible. But how about we as adults? You know what? God gave us the best bribe here. It says, hey, if, if we memorize his word, It'll help keep us from sin. And we all need as much help as we can to keep from sin in our lives, especially in this day and age that we live in. So that's just a little nugget I wanted to share with you this week about memorizing the Bible. And when you memorize the Bible, whatever it is, you know, God's going to help you more and more to keep right in your life. So just wherever, if you memorize verses daily, good. If you memorize verses weekly, good. If, If you don't memorize anything at all, you know, just pick a verse and start. You can start with Psalms 119.11. It's an easy verse. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And next, we are going to hear my daughter Brooke say Genesis 1.1. One, one. Can you do that? Hi, I'm Genesis 1.1. One, one. Yep, Genesis 1.1. One. Come here. Come stand next to me. Genesis 1.1. One, one. Didn't he? God created heaven and the earth. Genesis 1 1. Okay, good job. Man, wasn't that good to hear a little four year old saying a verse? If a four year old could do it, we as adults could do it. But now let's get into our lesson How to Behave in Church, Lesson 1. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 3 15, it says, But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. 1 Timothy 3.15 
And we started this series last week on behaving in church. And the first thing I want to go over again is the definition of behave. This word means to manage the actions of oneself in a particular way to, co- to conduct oneself in a proper manner. As we start going through this list, I want, to, I want each person to think about how they conduct themselves in church, with the idea of church, their actions in church. Are they behaving, are they conducting, are you conducting yourself in a proper manner that God would want us to in church? And as I was looking at these lists that I have, um, I think I said last week I have eight different things on our behavior, our attributes of our behavior in church uh, that we need to each look at. And I was looking at them and I started to get convicted in my own life on a couple different areas on things I could be better at, um, things I could improve in, in my own behavior in church. And we can always work on improving. We can always work on being better because there's never a point where we have that where we reach that level of perfection. So today, the first behavior that we need to talk about, that we're going to talk about, is the behavior of being faithful. We need to be faithful to the house of God. Hebrews 10.25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Now, we hear that verse and Um, I mean, that verse is used all the time about church attendance, and it's a good verse. Um, And I want to look at a couple definitions from this verse. Uh, The word forsaking, it means to renounce or turn away from entirely. You know, uh, let me go into the next definition before I get started on my, my thoughts here. Assembling means to bring together as in a particular place or for a particular uh, purpose, to fit together the parts of, to meet together. Exhorting means to incite by argument or advice, to give warnings or advice, to make urgent appeals. And then the word faithful, it's not in this verse, but that's what we're talking about here is uh, steadfast in affection or allegiance, firm in adherence to promises or an observance of duty. As I begin this lesson, I want to say that I understand that there are times when you're sick or your child is sick and an emergency happens and you cannot make it to church. These are not the times that I am talking about today. I am talking about and referencing the times we, listen carefully, purposely choose to miss church. When we purposely choose to miss church, to put it bluntly, we are forsaking church. We are forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. And like that word uh, word forsaking means to renounce or turn away from entirely. At that moment, when we purposely choose to miss church, we are renouncing church. We are turning away from church. We are turning our backs on church, on the house of God, when we purposely to choose to miss church. Sounds harsh. It does. It really does. And I find it interesting and convicting convicting that God chose to use that word forsaking. He was emphasizing how much church attendance means to him. When we forsake church, we're turning our backs on it. We're renouncing it. And when we do that, usually when you turn your back on something, you're turning to something else. What are you turning to? What are you choosing when you forsake church? Are you choosing that ball game? 
Are you choosing just to stay home and, and do nothing at your house? Are you choosing to a day on the lake? Are you choosing a family reunion? What are you choosing when you turn your back on church? Because when you, when you forsake something, when you renounce something, you're, you're going towards something else. So just think about that when you, when you skip church. When you're not faithful to church, you're forsaking church. You're renouncing church. You're turning your back on church. And the Bible tells us at the end of that verse, it says, But exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. You know, the Bible tells us to exhort one another. I looked up the definition of exhort. I put it here, and, and, and I talked about it a minute ago. But it says to incite by argument or advice, to give warnings or advice, to make urgent appeals. You know, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? Sometimes, even I, I feel this way when I keep asking the same person over and over and over and over to come to church. I feel like I'm rude. I feel like I'm overbearing. But I'm doing exactly what the Bible says in exhorting them. I'm, I'm, I'm making urgent appeals. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get them to come to church because church is important. And we need to exhort one another. We need to tell our friends, our family, and try to get people in church and let people know how important it is. And then the end of the verse says, As ye see the day approaching. The day approaching is the return of Jesus Christ. He's coming back soon. And we need to be in church more and more as, as, as that day gets closer. Wouldn't it be great that, you know, on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night, Wednesday night sitting in church, and, and Jesus Christ returns, and you're where you're supposed to be at because you are faithful to the house of God? Why is it important to be at church? Why is it important to be faithful to church? Uh, I got two, two little points here. The first one is because Christ gave himself for the church. Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. If Christ found the church so important that he gave himself for it, the least we could do is show up when there's church going on. I mean, that's the least we could do is at least show up. You don't even have to do nothing at church, but just show up to church. Just be faithful to church because Christ gave himself for the church. He didn't give himself for that football game. He didn't give himself for that family outing. He didn't give himself for that day on the boat on the lake. He didn't give himself for none of that. He gave himself for the church. Whatever you have going on during church time is not more important than church itself. Why is it important to be at church? Because Christ gave himself for the church. Uh, next, why is it important to be at church? Because Christ placed you in your church. 1 Corinthians 12, 18 says, But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it hath pleased him. I'm part of the church I belong in, Bethel Baptist Church, and I believe that God placed me here for a specific reason. I'm in part of this church body to do a specific work, to do a specific job at this church. God placed each one of us in our respective churches for a reason. So you could help someone in that church, so you could be a blessing to someone in, in that church, so you could perform and fulfill a ministry in that church. You're a part of that body of that church. When you miss church, you're letting, you're letting uh, part of the body of Christ down. You're letting, uh, it, it, just think about our own bodies. If, if, we're, you know, if we have our arm in a sling and we can't use our arm, we're missing that part of our body. We're missing something important that helps us do stuff. 
um, if, if we can't walk because our leg is in a cast and it's broken or whatever the case is, and you're missing some part of your body, if you can't hear or can't see, we, you're missing some part of your body that, that God had created to help you. And same with the, in church. God has placed each one of us in church so that you could be a blessing to others. And when you're not there, someone's not going to get reached. Something's not going to get done because you didn't fulfill your job as a member of that body that God has placed you in. So why is it important to be in church? Because Christ gave himself for it. And then next, because Christ placed you in that church. If you are ever going to have good behavior at church, if you're ever going to have these good attributes, you're going to have to learn how to be faithful to church. Like that definition says, steadfast in affection or allegiance, firm in adherence to promises or in observance of duty. The first part, steadfast in affection or allegiance. When I'm faithful to church, I'm showing where my affection's at. I'm showing where my allegiance at. I'm showing the world, I'm showing those around me what's important to me. That's, you know, my neighbors next door, they see me, they see us going to church every Sunday. And I was out there talking to them a couple weeks ago, inviting them back to church again. And they were like, yeah, we see you leave every Sunday morning. We see you Sunday night. I mean, they see me walking to the corner to get picked up by the bus route on Sunday morning. They know we go to church. They know where my affection's at. They know where my allegiance is at. Where's your affection? Is it on your own selfish needs and desires and wants and doing your own thing on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night? Is it, is it on, on staying home or going out and, and, and just fulfilling your own satisfaction? Or is your allegiance or is your affection on the things of God and, and the house of God and you're willing to be there no matter what comes? Are you going to be faithful to church? So today, remember, when you aren't faithful to church, and you purposely choose to miss church, you're forsaking church. You're announcing and turning your back on the church, on the house of God, on the place that Jesus Christ died for, to go do your own thing and, and satisfy your own wants and desires. We need to be faithful to church. Thanks for listening. Once again, you can find us at countoffaithful.com or on Facebook at countoffaithful. Or you can see more of my personal life at countoffaithfulcjh on Instagram. And as always, stay faithful.